Welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm Christina. And I am Michael. And I officially have a dog. <laughs> you are now a dog owner. As of uh, four hours ago, nice. um, he's in his crate right now, keeping quiet for the moment. So mm-hmm. hopefully he doesn't interrupt the podcast. Uh, we may have a co-host this week. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> and how's the cat yeah. like him? Uh, well, currently she's being louder than he is because she's in the bathroom being tucked away in her safe place for now. Mm. <laughs> but I feel so that she's in she's like, wow, wow, wow. Surprised you probably can't can't hear her probably, but she's loud. <laughs> well, maybe maybe let them uh, let her out at some point. And, uh, I might crack the door and see what happens. Well, didn't, you, but... didn't you buy something that allows her to come and go through the bathroom door? Yeah, I got this thing called a door buddy. So it allows the door to be open just enough so she can get in and out. But it can't be opened anymore for the dog to get in. Mm. But I just I don't want to rush it, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I think she's just upset because when I got here, I put her in her crate, put her in the bathroom. And that, I think, shook her up. And now she's yeah. upset. Yeah, so... Oh, I can well. I can hear her back there a little bit, but no big oh. deal. She's she's lending a voice to the podcast. That's all. Oh yeah, our podcast is a little crowded this week. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> but we'll get through yeah. it. We'll get to it, and then you can get back to your your animal planet over there that you're creating. Yeah. Now, kicking it off first, we've got a good one. We got a exciting one, I think, and that is a it's it's a rumor though. To be to be fair, it is a rumor, but it's a Hang rumor a of when. Of yep, it is a rumor as to when the next Nintendo Direct will be. Uh, this is being leaked that it will be out in September, which I'm excited for because that's not too far away. And this is mm-hmm. from a prominent leaker, Samus Hunter, on Twitter. The ru- It's rumored that we're going to get Metroid Dread as the main focus of it, which isn't wouldn't be a surprise at all because yeah. Metroid Dread comes out in October. So it makes total sense that that would be the emphasis of this because we really haven't heard too much more since it was initially um, discussed at E3. So it would make sense that we get a big focus on that. They're also talking about Advanced Wars and Mario Party, which again was announced during E3. So they're kind of going to reiterate on those. Mm-hmm. There is some potential Animal Crossing New Horizons updates in the works. So there's rumor that they will be involved as well as the final character for Smash, some new Zelda Hyrule Warriors story mode content. And uh, then they're also saying there will be some third-party content, like Capcom has a brand new Resident Evil title that we may get some information That's on. exciting. Maybe Bay- uh, Bayonetta 3, which would be fantastic. It, uh, it's being reported that Monolith has finalized the cutscenes uh, in the recent weeks and that they're working on music and things like that. So that we're getting into the final stages on that. That's the rumor. So I think fans in general would be absolutely ecstatic to see something for Bayonetta 3. I think people are ready. They've been ready. And or any before E3. <laughs> it'd be it'd be awesome yeah. just to see something now. Yeah. Uh and then and then we're thinking that if if the rumored Microsoft Nintendo collaboration is a thing, uh, this would probably be a good time to announce something or make mention of it. But there mm-hmm. was no new Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 information. Um the the leaker is saying it's too soon. We probably won't see anything for that. But I think yeah. if those other things end up being true, that's a pretty good widespread uh, of content for a direct. I think people would be super happy, especially for a direct following E3. Because while a lot of it is reiterating, it does seem like there may be some new stuff. Yeah. Um, 
which is good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So moving on, last week we talked about how during the opening ceremony of the uh, Tokyo 2020 Olympics, uh, there was a lot of video game music that was included. Mm -hmm. And we actually talked about how it was strange that nothing Nintendo specific was included. Um, Well... I have information on that now. So apparently Nintendo was originally going to be involved and their plans have surfaced over the last week. They were going to include songs from like the Legend of Zelda theme, uh, Super Mario Suite, Kirby, Superstar Melody, and the Pokemon opening. Those were all going to be included. Which would have been awesome. Right. While these were happening, they had this idea that Lady Gaga would remotely enter a warp pipe and that like through video and it would be recorded and then emerging from a warp pipe at the actual event would be the Japanese comedian Naomi Watanabe. Okay. Um, I'm not familiar with her, but it, it seems like a kind of fun idea. And this is similar to the style of, they did a Shinzo Abe at the 2016 Olympics closing ceremony, which was a similar warp pipe kind of thing. So it'd be all just, you know, very Nintendo-y in that way. Mm-hmm. Nintendo was forced to pull out due to the organizers and planners facing controversy and they were forced to resign. So basically they had all these plans in place, all this cool stuff was in the works. And then the people who were putting it together were forced to leave. Uh, Nintendo was asked to comment on the situation and they said, we are not in a position to answer. So Hmm. interesting. (laughs) If anything, that's kind of weird. I wonder what was the cause for them to be pulling out of that, but pretty interesting. I mean, if we, if we get some more information on this, we'll definitely report on it next week, but it's good to know. I mean, we were just talking about this and now we see there, they were supposed to be involved and, uh, we know that they decided not to be. So it's kind of cool. And that would have been awesome to have some of that, that's some some of those songs in there. Like Zelda would have been a great one. You know, Pokemon obviously would have been a huge one to have in there. That would have been really cool, but Mm -hmm. kind of a bummer that we didn't get that. Yeah. Now, speaking of Pokemon, we got some new Pokemon Snap information. We're going to get free updates coming out for this. Launching on Tuesday, the 3rd of August, we will be getting a new, uh, actually three new areas in total. The new location of the Florio Island Nature Park, the Mighty Wide River with both day and night variants, and the Barren Badlands with both day and night variants as well. We're going to be getting... 20 new Pokemon, including Snorlax, Psyduck, Shroomish, Gyarados, uh, and more. So quite a few. And that's pretty, pretty cool that they're bringing in some of the, some of the classics. I remember I always said, uh, Gyarados, but I believe it's Gyarados. So whatever. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or Gyarados. You know, if you're like somebody that eats a gyro instead of a gyro, it's a Gyarados. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah, but that's cool. Maybe uh, yeah. maybe I know Becca's our big resident Pokemon Snap fan, yeah. so I'm sure she'll be super excited for more content and kind of pushing that $60 price point to maybe being worth it. Yeah, when I, I texted her the link because I thought she would be really excited, and she said, yes, that high price tag may actually be worth it in the end if they keep it up. Hmm. So yeah. general optimism about it. That's cool. Yeah. So something that we have personally not been very optimistic about (laughs) has been Animal Crossing New Horizons and their lack of just big updates. Well, they do have another free event update. It's more of the same. (laughs) 
Mm. So it's going to be releasing on August 29th, and this includes the fireworks show. So every night after 7 p.m., there'll be fireworks. Same thing that happened last year. You can make custom designs. You give your custom patterns to Isabel, and they're made into fireworks. You buy raffle tickets from Red. Um, the only difference is they have newly added prizes up for grabs compared to last year, and there's new seasonal items. Uh, so they're going to have like an eggplant crow, a cucumber horse, um, for moon viewing day, which is m- mid to end September, they have, a, I don't know what it is, a dango. I'm not sure what that is. Um, and moon cakes, which okay. I kind of like. Yeah. And then on, I-, I guess the same time, yeah, the middle to end of September, they have something called a song pian, pian, pian. I have no idea what it is, but hmm. for those of you who do be excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. So we're so more of the same, basically. So, the fireworks yeah. show, we more already saw that, yeah. and it's kind of cool. I guess there's some seasonal items, but the seasonal—that's not enough. It's like we said it many times; yeah. it's just not enough to get some of that. Now we mentioned Metroid Dread already, but it seems like the amiibo that are coming out for it are going to be available for pre-order at Nintendo UK stores. This is a very cool-looking amiibo set not that i'm a big amiibo collector but you get samus and i think it's emmy is that what we're calling the robot from dread Mm -hmm. e-m-m-i i I think it was emmy but yeah you get both of them so you get the two amiibo they come together in this special double pack which looks very very cool samus is sort of in this attack stance and the emmy is in the black widow uh, I just fell from something and landed on <laughs> my legs in my hand stance. So yeah. <laughs> very, very cool. Looks pretty BA if you ask me. So these are going to be available for £25.99, I guess. Uh, and Nintendo Life has a handy guide for tracking availability. If you are trying to keep an eye on these and seeing when you'll be able to get them, then this is your chance. You'll be able to go right over to Nintendo Life site and we'll try to add this link to our site as well, just so for convenience sake, it'll be there. Um, but yeah, they, they look very cool. 26 bucks or pounds. And uh, this can all be yours. I'm really hoping these come to the States just because I think they are look pretty cool looking. And not that I'm a big Amiibo fan, but it would be awesome to have at least a Samus one. Yeah, I, I do believe that they are good. Right now, I don't think they're available at Best Buy or GameStop, but they should be coming to the U.S. Nice. I think they're going to be in the U.S. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. U.K., the rest of Europe. They they should be all over. Nice. So, yeah. Now, something we haven't talked about in a long time is the uh, Switch Online game catalog. Uh, Apparently, they've added a few new games. And these are older games, of course, uh, from Super NES games. Uh, So there's three. One is called Jelly Boy. This is a platformer that was originally released in 1995. You play as a jelly that can make lightning and you're trying to escape a candy factory. The next one is called Bamboozle, which is a puzzle strategy game originally released in 1988. You have to strategically detonate every bomb in these timed levels. So there's like a time countdown element to it. And then the last one, which actually sounds kind of cool to me, (laughs) probably won't play it, but the idea sounds interesting, is Claymates. It's a platformer that was originally released in 1994. You rescue your fa- rescue your father using clay morphing animals, and each one has their own ability and skill. So that's it. Those are the three mm. games that we're getting. Some heavy hitters there. <laughs> so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so that does it for all of our news this week. A couple smaller stories. Um, but ever since after E3, things have kind of sizzled down a little bit. So hopefully that direct happens and we get some great news coming from that. 
But that moves us on to the top 10 bestsellers of the week. In first place, we have Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD. Second is Among Us. Third, NBA 2K21. Fourth is Minecraft. Fifth, Mario Gar- Mario Golf Super Rush. I'd play Mario Golf. Garf. <laughs> it's because it's like Super, so it's Mario Garf. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then sixth is the great ace attorney chronicles. This was a new game that they actually featured at, I believe it was E3, but I'm glad, you know, it made it to the top 10. Uh, in seventh place is Mario Kart 8 deluxe eighth super smash brothers, ultimate ninth stardew Valley and back in the top 10 animal crossing, new horizons. Very, very cool. Well, that gets us to new releases we're into this week and we have quite a few checks surprisingly so why don't you the kick most it off? i've seen in a while yeah i would say so you i think yeah. you've got maybe even more than me I, i'm not even sure we may have balanced it out here but there's yeah. there's a lot so want to yeah. want to start and we'll go back and forth sure and i'll say too it's interesting because the ones you checked and i didn't i did consider checking but mm, i didn't because nice. i don't typically go for games like that so a lot of really good games looking games this week um, the first game we both have checked, it's coming out August 5th. It's called Dreamscaper for $24.99. It's an action roguelike with a walking or waking slash dreaming gameplay cycle. So by night, you get to dive deep into your subconscious. You face nightmares and it's an ever-changing world with really unique items. You get different abilities or specific challenges. And then during the daytime, you get to explore the city of Red Haven. You build relationships with people, unlock permanent upgrades in order to take them on your next. So when you go back into your dream state, you can be stronger than you were before. Hmm. So love the concept of this. I think it sounds super interesting. Personally, I don't love that it's a roguelike, but it looks really well done. So if people are into that, I would definitely check this out. Very nice. Yeah, I gave that one a check as well. I thought it looked at least interesting. I definitely thought this one reminded me of uh, if you're a fan of a uh, Diablo type game, then you would Mm -hmm. probably be a fan of this. A little bit different art style. I like some of the more moody, atmospheric settings of this. Now, the next one I check also comes out August 5th for $20. It's Doomsday Vault. This You're going to waddle around in this little robotic suit, and you're going to be rescuing Earth's plants. As you're working your way through flooded cities, underground lairs, and ancient pyramids, you're collecting up seeds, and you have to plant them in the vault and sort of raise them and grow them and basically get all of Earth's crops up and running again for you. This looked really, really cute, sort of interesting. I like the art style quite a bit, the colors and very vibrant. And it made me think of a, a puzzle version of Wally. You're just kind of walking around, yeah, you know, you're too. like Wally slash Eve and you're kind yeah. of working your way around trying to save Earth's plants anyway. Why have they, I mean, maybe they did and I just didn't know about it, but isn't there a Wally game? like that because it should be yeah Maybe. if anybody knows of it let, let me know because i would look into that but i thought this game looked very wholesome mm-hmm. yeah i put a check on it too <laughs> and then again in the wholesome game category that we're into this week is haven park uh, also coming out august 5th for nine dollars we both have this one checked it's a tiny exploration game so you play as Flint. You're doing. He's doing his very best to keep his grandma's park up and running uh, and to make it a place for so many campers to enjoy it. You get to learn about different campers' wishes and you can build whatever their hearts desire to attract them to more cor- to attract more quirky characters to the camp and you have some pretty whimsical conversations and quests through mm-hmm. them. 
So I thought it looked really cute. For only $9, I would just pick this up without it even going on sale. It looked really well done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought this one looked really good. This reminded me of the other game that you played, um, the walking one. What was the where you the a hike? You, a short hike. A short hike, yes. yes. That's what it's it called. made me think of a short hike. It looks very similar uh to that, except mm-hmm. it's almost like a short hike mixed with Animal Planet or uh Animal, animal Crossing. Cro- <laughs> animal Planet. Yeah. <laughs> Animal Planet, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it, my, my apartment. <laughs> yeah, it looks very, very cute. It's very colorful. You're a bird in this, much like a short hike, but you mm-hmm. seem to be having those Animal Crossing elements where you're building and organizing some stuff. So yeah, yeah. I thought that looked good too. Had to give that one a check as well. Now, the next one I checked is a Monsters Expedition. This is also August 5th. August 5th seems to be a big day for a lot of these. This comes out. It's $20 when it comes out. Uh, And it's an adorable and relaxing open world puzzle adventure for monsters who love to learn about humans. You're going to be pushing trees over to create pathways. You'll explore hundreds of islands near and far to learn about the history of humanity. And it looks really, really well done. Really, really interesting. I like there was at the end of the trailer, there's like this little part where the the uh, robot is just sort of sitting there like kicking his feet or whatever. And the monster. Yeah, yeah, the little monster. And it's very cute, <laughs> very well done. It looks very peaceful uh, yeah. and just a, it's just a nice, interesting puzzle game. Yeah, it reminded me of the Down in Bermuda game uh-huh. that we both played just a little bit because there's like... In one part, he's sitting on the edge of this land mass and there's like big kraken tentacles in the water and he's just looking at them like, oh, hey, Hmm. yeah, (laughs) just yeah, another cute, wholesome game. Yeah. The next one I checked um, and I will say it's not typically a game I'd go for. I saw I thought it looked like a really high quality game. Um, It's a air combat game. So you get to soar through the skies in a giant warbird. This game was BAFTA nominated. It's called the Falconeer Warrior Edition for $30. Um, You take on the role of a falconeer, which is a powerful airborne warrior. You're flying over vast in a vast oceanic world, which is torn apart by generations of poisonous decisions and dissent. So it looks really interesting. It seems like Mm -hmm. there's multiple campaigns you can play through. Seem higher quality than most of the stuff we see <laughs> week, yeah. week to week. So I wanted to make sure I put a check on it. So those of you who like combat games, definitely check this one out. Yeah. August 6th was my next one. It's called Zegion, I believe, and mm-hmm. Zengion, I think. Uh, and this one is an anime-infused action RPG and roguelite with a selection of unique characters and varying play styles. I thought this reminded me a lot of Hades when I saw it, except more mm-hmm. anime-inspired. You get to play as one of six different characters, and they all have their different abilities and skills they're going to have different play styles no two playthrough playthroughs will be the same so you're going to have a bit of a variety there and i thought that was kind of interesting and i and i liked hades enough to where i would maybe pick something up this is like i said it's 20 dollars, so i would put it on the wish list and then if it pops up at a more reasonable price i'll i'll grab this one but it does it is on steam and it has mostly two very positive i think it said uh reviews so it seems like it's well done i like some of what i've seen in the trailer and through some of the screen grabs it looks like there's at least a little bit of complexity and depth to the playthrough style uh so i'm always a fan of that and i would give that a shot for sure Mm. 
The next one is also coming out on the 6th, and that's Badland Game of the Year Edition. We're going to be getting this. This is just a puzzle game. It's been around for quite a while. It's won, geez, I don't even know how many awards. Quite a few awards. But it looks, yeah, (laughs) it's won enough awards. So Badlands is an atmospheric, side-scrolling action-adventure platformer set in a gorgeous forest full of various inhabitants, trees, and and flowers. And based on what I've seen of the playthrough style, because I've 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 seen it around for quite a while, but never actually played it myself. But it seems like your character, as you're progressing through the level, you will hit different power-ups, which will maybe multiply you, or make you bigger, or make you smaller. And it looks like at least one version of you needs to make it to continue working your way through the level. So there's different Mm -hmm. blades and spikes and things that are trying to eliminate you. And as long as one version of you gets through, you know, you can live to fight another day basically. And and I thought that looked kind of interesting. And I want to grab this one, try it six bucks. You can't really beat that. Yeah. It looked really good. I, it looked too chaotic for me, and that's one it of the ones look, where I was yeah. like, oh, I, I should put a check on this, but I know I would never play this. <laughs> yeah, it does look like it could get crazy. Yeah, kind of like Super Meat Boy level of crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, which not for me, but <laughs> it still looks like it would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, the last game that uh, I have checked is also on August 6th. It's called The Last Survey. It's on sale right now for $9. Um, normally it's about $15, but you play as the role of a specialist who's contracted by a generic big company. You discover something very disturbing about the future of the entire planet, and it's up to you to deliver the bad news. So it's a more narrative-driven kind of conceptual game, I would say, where you have to make choices. You have to make decisions in order to steer the conversation towards progressive action. You have to encourage your employer to reconsider the consequences of the company's actions. Um, And it has a really unique style where it's all black, but it's all just white lines. Hmm. So it it caught my attention at first. I was like, oh, it's another one of those unique style games that, you know, I'll put on my wish list but never play. But Hmm. the story of this one seems a lot more engaging. Like there's actual narrative and dialogue and stuff so yeah it, it this one i thought it looked like an even more simplified version of return of the obra din uh that black mm-hmm. and white sort of pixelated game where you were trying to solve a crime on a on a, uh, yeah. a ship and it yeah. was it was kind of like that it's except much more it's even more so simplified because it is just mm-hmm. sort of just white lines, lines. <laughs> and stuff yeah but yeah. yeah i thought it looked interesting not enough to sell me on a check but it definitely looked interesting so i mean yeah. between you and i i think we've got almost eight maybe nine checks on this thing there's that's that's a, definitely a most that I we've know. had in a while <laughs> yeah and i i kind of warned michael too before the podcast i was like I checked a lot this week. <laughs> yeah, a lot of good stuff. There's but, nothing wrong with yeah. that. It's nice because we had a couple slow weeks there. So it's kind of nice to see some of these games ramping back up. And we gave yeah. a few checks on things that we typically don't really have interest in. So it's kind of mm-hmm. kind of nice. Yeah, That gets us into what we're playing this week. And Christina, why don't you tell us what you have been playing? I've been on an adventure in Skyrim. <laughs> Just playing Skyrim. Um, I streamed a pretty significantly long playthrough. I played for probably three and a half hours, mm-hmm. four, four hours maybe. I just couldn't stop. It was like quest after quest and it's so fun. And I got to this one dungeon and I got to the boss and I just kept dying. So I was like, you know what, guys? I'm going to figure this out off stream. And then when I come back, I'll tell you how great it was. 
There you go. <laughs> so I did beat it. I got through it. I've done a couple smaller uh, little quests since then and leveled up a little more. But man, it's just such a good game. It is glitchy. It has its moments. Like I was having dialogue with a character and this guy like walks right in between us, lays down on a bed, gets up, walks in between us again. It's just weird stuff like that. While but- you're battling? Not while I'm battling. I'm having oh. a conversation with a character. Oh. But there's weird battling stuff, too, that happens once in a while. I figured out because when I'm sneaking, there's a glitch where I can literally stand right next to a pillar in the perfect spot and nothing can find me. It's like they almost see me, but then they don't. That's how I won that last boss. Otherwise, I was not a high enough level to get through that. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I died probably about 30 times trying to figure out how to beat it. Um, it was frustrating, but it was a good challenge. <laughs> Nice. But it's just so fun. I, I'm enjoying it so much. And it makes me excited for whenever I get to play The Witcher 3 when you finish it. Yeah. Yeah, that would be, be good. So fun. I think yeah. I think you'll probably enjoy it quite a bit because, like you said, there are a lot of similarities, except it's, you know, it's newer, uh, more polished. And yeah. I think I think you'll really enjoy it. Yeah, I definitely these open world adventure games. I, I can't get enough of them. Yeah. They're so good. It's almost the the only downfall to them is sometimes they're just so big and so expansive. It's like you only can play one a year. Yeah, 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 exactly. And when I play Witcher, it's probably going to take me a few years. So yeah, yeah, exactly. What Uh, about you? As for me, I've been playing. I I I was working a a bit this week, so I had to do some traveling, and I was kind of out and about so i didn't have a ton of time to play anything but when i've been playing i've been playing pokemon unite uh put in a lot more time in that i think my character is a level 10 or 11 now and really i've still been enjoying it quite a bit um i think it's a great moba as far as for the the beginner maybe you're new to it i think it's quite a you know it's a lot of fun really you get in there you're familiar with pokemon you already know that sort of um, IP and you know some of the characters, even if they're not all your favorites, there's quite a few of them to mess around with. I think there's 21 right now. Uh, mm. So you get a diverse, you know, cast to to pick from. I do think that you get a lot of different um, rewards. So right now there's all these sort of beginner challenges and, you know, welcome to Pokemon Unite things and all these different quests that you're kind of working your way towards. And so I've been checking those off pretty easily. I would say I play maybe four or five rounds a day. So it's not a lot in because at most the round is 10 minutes and you can play the quick rounds, which are five minutes. And sometimes mm-hmm. it tells you you have to play a a uh, a quick round or you have to play this or that to get your your um to check off your object objectives for that day so it's not really time intensive it's just it's it's fun and you're just kind of able to go through it and have a good time so i i like all those things but i am finding that there's certain things i'm really not liking about it already and Mm -hmm. i think that's going to sort of be the thing that kind of gets me away from the game for one i have been doing not just the regular standard matches, but I've started doing the, like the more competitive ranked matches. Mm-hmm. And when you get into ranked matches, uh, I think it's much more important that the people playing ranked matches kind of know what they're doing. And a lot of the times, maybe half the time, they don't. They're just kind of in there and they're just, you know, if, you're, their thing. if you're picking an uh, all-arounder or you're picking the attack or the uh, you're picking the support 
Pokemon, you have a task, you have a job to be doing. Yeah. And these people just kind of run around. They're not really help. They're, you're the healer and you're not healing. You're the defense. You're the tank and you're not tanking. You know, everybody just runs and picks their favorite. Nobody cares about the team. They're just like, yeah. oh, I want this Pokemon because that's the one I always play as. But now you have two or three attackers on a team mm-hmm. and it's it's just completely out of balance. So as you get higher up in the ranked battles, you need to be more mindful of that and people aren't. So I think as far as ranked battles go, it's probably going to be less fun playing with random people. It's a, it's a team game and they're just not, they're just not looking at it that way. Yeah. And you're and, yeah. and and work with your team to kind of make things happen. A lot of the times, you know, the main Pokemon will pop up in the middle of the map. And if you are a team that can defeat it, you almost have the win in the bag. The the bonus that you get from defeating that that Pokemon is is pretty high. Yeah. And I'll go at it, you know, and kind of you can you can tell people kind of with the communication prompts that they give you, hey, I'm attacking this this thing. Let's let's get me some backup here. And people will just be milling about or just kind of like a lot of times I've jumped in and somebody will just stop playing. They just sit in the home base and now you're down to a team of four. You know, as simple as that. Yeah. Now, you're, now you're done. That's it. Mm-hmm. The, like you have to, there's, it's, it's so tight as it is that if somebody just chooses to not play and just sit there, you almost, it's a kiss of death really. So yeah. I, one thing I think is there's no way um, to communicate well. So you have a very limited problem. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I need backup or I'm going low, I'm going high, I'm doing this. I want to be able to write somebody and say, Hey jerk, can you come over here and help me, please? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. be more specific. This person is doing literally nothing. This is how you need to help the team better. Can mm-hmm. you do that or not? And if they can't, there's no way to boot somebody off of the team. So you can't actually kick a player that's just sitting there and have it replaced with like AI, which would at least be doing something. They just sit there and they just take up space. There's nothing, there's nothing to do. You, I don't know yeah. how you get past that. I don't know, see an easy way and maybe I'm just completely missing it, but there's no easy way to know who's winning at any given moment. It will, it will give prompts that say like, we're lacking behind or we're way ahead, but you don't know. You, there's no way to tell your score. Yeah, They don't, they don't like show you the score on the screen of yeah. the two teams. Yeah. There's no you way to, to see anything. So I don't really yeah. understand that. Uh, but other than those things, I really haven't gotten to that pay to win, you know, free to play thing that a lot of people mm-hmm. are discussing. I really haven't noticed a ton. And maybe that gets even when you get a little bit further. Are, in. are you even interested in playing until that point? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'll no. keep playing because I'm having a lot yeah. of fun with it. I don't have, okay. I think it's a fun game, but I'm not mm-hmm. going to pay to play this game. No. Or I, if I were, it would be to buy the game i'm not gonna Mm -hmm. pay to buy you know upgrades or anything like that i think it's very well done i think it's a lot of fun it could be even better if they either get rid of some of the 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 quote-unquote pay to win features that they have built in i mean right now uh, those those handheld things, the 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 things your pokemon hold on to that's the pay to win Mm -hmm. that people are complaining about i've got them almost leveled up as it is. So you get oh, okay. the things you need to level those by grinding in the game. Somebody could pay to do it faster, but you can do it. You don't you don't have to like pay money to level those. You just maybe won't do it as fast as somebody else. Um 
and you get Pokemon by playing for free too. You could pay to get more of them if you want, but you do mm-hmm. unlock them in time. So I think it's pay to win at first as opposed to pay to win period. You know what I mean? Okay. Somebody could maybe be winning right now, but I don't think it's a, it's not a huge thing. I just, so, it's kind of, it, it would be nice if it wasn't an issue at all, but it's not a huge yeah. issue. So somebody essentially could just jump into the game for the first time, buy all those upgrades, be matched with people just as powerful, but they could have no clue what they're doing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So maybe that's what's happening. That's what people that's the issue that you're running into. Maybe maybe it's part of it. I'm not I'm not saying that's but just because they have those. Let's say they buy Pikachu. They don't they they haven't played Mm -hmm. anything. So they haven't earned any in-game currency. They buy Pikachu, which is a good attacker. I think it is a good good offense character. Um, You buy Pikachu. Okay, cool. So now you have a Pokemon that maybe I don't have. That's that's fine. And then they buy all of the hand, the the levels for like the best uh, handheld items, the the things mm-hmm. the Pokemon are holding on to. Um, okay, so now that Pikachu is maybe stronger than a Pikachu that I've earned, maybe. But in theory, if they still don't know what they're doing, they still don't know what they're doing, right? And they're not con- actually. They're not contributing. Being a value- yeah, yeah. They're not being a valuable asset to the team. They're just carrying you guys down yeah. <laughs> to their level. Now, now, if you buy everything and you know what you're doing, yes, you will be more dominating yeah. force than me who is kind of grinding to earn it. But mm-hmm. you could still team up. I mean, there's nobody that's so powerful they're going to take out everybody with that by themselves. Yeah. You know, you have to work as a team in order to win. So I haven't okay. really seen it, but those elements are there in theory, like by definition, pay to win. They are paying to upgrade an item in the game. Not that, do I think it makes a huge difference? No, but I do think that that is a, it's pay to it's win. It's impacting gameplay. Yeah, it is impacting yeah. gameplay. So that is a potential issue, but all in okay. all, I enjoy it. I would say if we go by our score of one to five, I would give this somewhere around a three and a half. Um, okay. I think it's it's definitely good. I think it it runs a little weird sometimes. I think it's a little clunky here and there. Um, but all in all, I I think this could be potentially a really really fun game if they added a little bit more or did something because the gameplay kind of gets stale. Each match starts to feel just like sort of the same thing now. Uh, after playing, okay. you know, a couple dozen, it feels mm-hmm. like, oh, this is the same match. Like, n- not enough happens. There's not enough map variation. There's not enough, like, surprise. There's not enough happening to make it feel unique every time you play it. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's sort of very concise, and there's just not a lot to do. Like, Fortnite is the same map, but it's such a big map. I mean, you could be playing in different parts of it at any given time. Whereas also this, it's tiny. The events that Fortnite does is really what makes Fortnite exciting and makes mixes you want to go back. So yeah, it mixes maybe it maybe they have room for that then. They're, having they definitely exciting do. updates and yeah, yeah, they definitely do. There's a ton, a ton, ton, ton of potential in this. If they, the question is, will they? <laughs> I think they will, but I think they're yeah. going to do it behind a paywall, and I think that mm. is what's going to break this game. I think if they remove yeah. the paywall for the pay to win items. And just it have be like purely cosmetic, like, oh, you bought a new hat for your your trainer or a new shirt for your Pokemon. I think you would mm-hmm. still make millions and it wouldn't be pay to win. I yeah. think people would love that, 
but you need to keep coming out with Pokemon. You need to come out with different arenas to battle in, maybe different, uh, I don't know, different somethings, different, maybe there's more seasonal variation. stuff. Yeah, more yeah. variation. Maybe there's seasonal maps that would come out That'd and that cool. would be kind of fun. Like mm-hmm. you, they do need to mix it up and maybe that's in the, the, you know, in the future here. I'm not really sure. But as of right now, I'm enjoying it. It's not perfect, but I would say 3.5. It is fun. I'm having a good time. Okay. Well, that's still a good score. That means it's a, yeah. it's good. Yeah. yeah, it is fun. It's I mean, I, I think there's a lot of potential if they if they kind of tweak it and balance it and and definitely keep uh, supporting this game. I think there's a lot mm-hmm. of potential to have some fun there. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't picked it back up since starting to play the trial. Just not something I usually enjoy playing. It's yeah. not an open world adventure game or a puzzle game or a heart. Uh, what's it called? Um a wholesome relaxing game so mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> but yeah. No, i'm like that's it. great good now if you want to write to us and tell us how much you're enjoying any of the games that we're be, we've been talking about but we've been playing maybe the games we're interested in you can definitely definitely feel free to do that you go over to nintendodispatch.com hit that contact button and spill your heart to us and tell us all of the stuff you want to tell us if you want to watch <laughs> us play some games you head over to twitch.tv forward slash nintendo dispatch and watch us over there if you want to chat with us you can do that too you go to twitter at dispatch podcast or discord which our info for that is on the website and chat away we like talking with everybody we definitely are always into it and uh maybe tell us some of the favorite games you're playing right now or some of the stories you want us to talk about as always and every week that has been your nintendo dispatch